0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mark Prater Podcast, where our aim is to connect our global family of churches with our executive director. Uh, Mark, right before we started recording this podcast, you were telling me about how you are rereading a book that came out about a decade ago uh, by James Davison Hunter called To Change the World, and you had some thoughts about that. Talk to us. Uh, I just finished rereading the book. I, I read it. It was published in 2010. I
1: think I read it in 2011, spring of 2011, I think. If I remember right, and uh, it's fascinating to read uh, a decade or so later now. Um, by the way, James Davidson Hunter is a professor of uh, religion, culture, and social theory at the University of Virginia. He's clearly a, a believer when you read this book, and uh, essentially what he's he's observing certainly in the American culture, and there may be some application to uh, this other countries outside the United States, but this this trend historically where everything now seems to be politicized. Uh, Now he wrote that in 2010. Is that more true today? I I don't know. It could be, but certainly we feel the effects of things being so political and the members of our churches who sit in our seats uh, in our churches each week, they feel the effects of that. They might even say we're more polarized as a nation than ever before. And so he just kind of walks through a history of how evangelicalism has responded to that and and uh, speaks to the Christian right and to the Christian left and to the Neo-Anabaptists, as he he, uh, calls them, which would be like the the Mennonites, and is asking the question, have they really been able to change the world, to go to the title of the book? And and he then offers an alternative way, which he calls faithful presence, and uh, develops what he calls a theology of faithful presence. And uh, he says on uh, page 243, at root, a theology of faithful presence begins with an acknowledgement of God's faithful presence to us, and that his call upon us is that we be faithfully present to him in return. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty basic, and that's, uh, that's pretty clear in Scripture that God has been faithful to us, not only in saving us, uh, but in filling us with the Spirit and continue to sanctify us. And what we're called to do is to live in relationship with him by being faithful to his word. And as we're faithful to his word, then we have a presence in each of the spheres of influence that we have in our lives, that our home, our church, our community, the workplace, right. the college campus. And his, his point is that if, if we will live faithfully to God in his word, that that faithful presence over time will have a larger impact than what we might see in the day-to-day. And uh, I, really, I really like what he talks about. I think um, certainly it calls you to obedience to God's word. But right. the, the fact that a, any Christian can have an impact on their sphere of influence each and every day is something we have to be reminded of. And in a day when things do feel so polarized, a faithful presence I think is going to shine brighter uh, in the days that, that we live in. So that's based the, basically the theme of the book, and I found it very helpful, and the reread in this present climate was fascinating.
0: Yeah, that's excellent, uh, and instructive, especially for us as pastors, as we uh, encounter each week uh, church members who are living in a politically charged environment at all times, it seems like, and oftentimes struggling with anxiety, and what can I do, and uh, feeling helpless in that, to be able to to tell our people, um, here's what you can do: you can be faithful to God, in in the various roles that He's called you to. We can all pursue faithfulness. We can't necessarily change uh, the structures, political environment, but we can all be faithful. So I I, I, I do uh, I do love that. But how how do you see that working out in churches in Sovereign Grace? Yeah, I think the you know for for an individual
1: church in Sovereign Grace, how a pastor leads. His church through political issues, I think is a very localized issue uh, because different churches and different locations are going to have a different mix of people that may hold different political um, perspectives, or you may be in an area where the political perspective is fairly monolithic. Uh, So there's not one size fits all in in terms of, I think, how a church or how a pastor leads his church to think about uh, politics and political engagement. I think what is consistent for us as pastors throughout Sovereign Grace is to be faithful to preach God's word mm-hmm. and call our people, uh, certainly ourselves in that, to be faithful in living out how God calls us to live according to His word. So th- let's take an example. I mean, right now we're living in a nation that presently, or at least currently, um, same-sex marriage is is legal. Um, obviously, we we believe that scripture teaches that marriage, biblical marriage is between one man and one woman. And we're going to stand on that truth and call our folks to to thrive in their marriage and grow in their marriage, not in sort of an arrogant defiance against the culture, but more a humble submission to God's word. And that that humble submission to God's word affects the way we engage the culture. Um, Another example would just be that uh, in the workplace, uh, what we've got to make sure to remind our people of is, is not to disconnect creation theology with the Great Commission. So the, the creation mandate that we've been given uh, is something that we're, we're fulfilling each and every day, both in our homes and in the workplace. Right. And so we that means we're going to work alongside of unbelievers who are also accomplishing the creation mandate, whether they know it or not. And hopefully that leads to the good of society and the, the flourishing of humanity. But when we as Christians work alongside non-Christians with a faithful presence, doing our work well, uh, that's going to connect to the Great Commission. That's going to have an impact on, on them as they see us uh, doing our work well with a f- with faithfully. And it will open doors to have gospel conversations. So we, it's, it's a good way to connect the creation mandate to the Great Commission. And doing that each and every day, it does over time have a wonderful impact and, mm-hmm. and potentially lead the gospel conversations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2 when Paul says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions. There's a political element to that. Uh, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, yeah, to be able to, to help our folks see that peaceful and quiet and godly and dignified life that they seek to live in being faithful pleases God and actually is connected to, Paul says, the reality of God saving sinners throughout the world in the middle of all of that because he desires all people to be saved and come knowledge of the truth so i i i I love how that dignifies um ordinary seemingly ordinary mundane faithfulness uh, in the in Mm -hmm. the everyday because god is pleased in it uh and he and somehow in his plan of filling the earth with his glory in advance of the gospel is using ordinary faithfulness uh, from Mm -hmm. faithful christians so Mm amen thanks Thanks for your thoughts, Mark, and thank you for watching or reading. We'll see you here, Lord willing, next week. Bye for now. Thank you for watching. If you have questions or comments, Mark would love to hear from you. For more videos like this, hit subscribe on YouTube or by email at markkprater.com.